deep underground the Jelly Belly factory, Bibi is in her secret laboratory creating the weird and wild flavors of Bean Boozled. I've done it again. Is it cappuccino or liver and onions? <laughs> Dare to compare. Bean Boozled, 6th edition. Are you brave enough? Did you know if you pay your nanny or sitter more than $2,400 a year or $100 a week, you owe taxes? Let Care.com Home Pay help you get the tax savings your family qualifies for, up to $2,500 a year. Get your first month free at HomePay.com with the code FREEMONTH2022. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's a beautiful Thursday night here in Denver, and uh, I, I'm actually I'm actually feeling really excited tonight. Um, we are going to finally get to talk about uh, this Nuggets team. I'm going to go ahead and bring on uh, my co-host Jared here. Jared, how have you been? Bro, it is, uh, it, it's been what, almost a week and a half now? Yeah, yeah, just about a week and a half. Uh, no, we keep doing this shit to ourselves, like I swear, bro, it just, it never stops. Hey, I mean, it's, it's, it's good stuff though, man. Um, I mean, as, as for me personally, I'm just kicking back here with my, with my longboard island lager, uh, just, just ready to talk some nuggets. You went lager, bro? I went 90 shilling. Good call. Good call. I've had to stay away from, unfortunately, I've had to stay away from New Belgium just because of them, unfortunately, getting bought out by that uh, that, that company from China. They're, they've definitely dropped in quality. So good call on the 90 shilling, my friend. Uh, way to rep Odell's. Yep. I mean, I'll still drink either of them. I love my Fort Collins beer, so. That's, I mean, that's true. Like, I, I won't knock it. Like, they, they created a great thing up there, but it's just unfortunate to see the quality drop that much in its yeah. first year. Um, but, hey, I could talk about beer. Um, <laughs> Dude, we doing a tiny podcast I, I, on that. Right, right. We could get into that, too, like a little mini-series. Here's, here's, um, here's my other question really quick before we get into the Nuggets talk. Yeah. Uh, how'd you do in fantasy last week? You know, just a, a humble brag. And I'm actually going to bring this up just so I can get this exact. I didn't do well. I, I got, how, how, how'd you do while I bring this up? Bro, I got speed bagged 166 to 110. I just, I, I played the wrong guys this week. And I forgot we had Thursday Night Football tonight. And I left James Paxton on my bench and he went off for 39 points. So that hurts. Um, who uh no james paxson james uh james robinson uh running back for jacksonville i mean he, okay. went, off, he went off for 30.9 points tonight and i'm like just looking at it going shit mistakes were made but it's all right not much i can do about that now but i do have tom brady playing against uh our broncos and i do think tom brady's gonna go off unfortunately <laughs> he loves playing in denver bro i don't know what it he, is you know he he does and uh, let's see, just for 
for my guys here, the the Kittle One Vodka Boys. Um, <laughs> I mean, we had a good week, had a solid dub. Uh, we we actually ended up playing my old uh, old Browns coworker. Uh, shouts out to to Jake Bilipondo, uh, aka the Saskatoon Shitty Knickers. And it is an I C K E R S. That great name, um, <laughs> great name, and not to humble brag or anything, but I dropped one ninety on him without Michael Thomas or George Kittle. Jesus. So, I mean, I could just leave it at that. I'm I'm feeling really good about my my fantasy team this year. League better watch out. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to tell you your flex is empty, by the way, so you might want to fix that really quick. Oh, I know what I'm doing, buddy. I, hey, hey, you got an empty spot in your roster, bro. Gotta look out, you know what I mean? Thank, thanks for looking out. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, and, and I'm just going to dive into this now because I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. steaming. So. Enough of the... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, vamping. let's get into it. Um, let's get into it. We we could we could touch on that stuff a little bit at the end if we want to. Bro, how in the flying hell does LeBron end up with what was it tonight? Was sixteen free throws? Free throws attempted? Fourteen. Fourteen attempted free throws tonight. In the first three games, he had ten combined. Uh, I I mean I know what happened. He sent the freaking letter to the NBA about I'm, I'm getting fouled too much. Sure, it's like dude, shut up. You want to talk about getting fouled? You just fouled Jamal Murray, which ultimately, in my opinion, changes the game. Never mind the fact that Dwight Howard had eight rebounds in the first freaking quarter. I mean, they, that guy can't be claiming eight boards, and then you got Rajon Rondo outboarding MPJ in the fourth quarter with under a minute to play. Like that cannot happen. I understand there's a lot of other things that led to this, but I mean, to to look me to look me like dead in the eye and be like, hey, you know, the the Lakers just outplayed the Nuggets. You're you're wrong, and you're full of shit. Plain and simple. I mean, I don't think I've ever been so disappointed with with a group of officials like I am with the NBA. And and it it, it annoys me because everything that happened. So like, like when AD got hurt, they claimed it as a as a common foul on on a, on Joker because he's because he stepped right, on Joker. That was on that was on Millsap. Man. Millsap. Okay, yeah, but he claimed it was like oh he stepped on his, on his on his foot or whatever. But then Joker goes down, takes a three. And LeBron steps under him, and Joker lands on his foot, and no foul is called. So are we just going to call it one way, not the other? I mean, I don't. Th- this is the part of basketball I don't understand, right here. Th- so, this is what I don't get. Unfortunately, Jared, and I will happily fill you in with with this. <clears throat> um, and I'm going to agree with you. I mean, right there. I mean, I've been preaching this since the beginning. Nuggets in seven over these guys, man. I mean, I will I will lay it out plain and simple right now for everyone to hear. I will much rather watch these Nuggets in the, representing the Western Conference in the finals over the LeBron charging running backs and his posse of misfit, outdated stars, Sands Anthony Davis, who also pulls you know one of the one of the greatest uh, Houdini, my ankles broken when he steps on himself and then springs up for a dunk. A minute later, I mean, come on, man. I, I, I'm just gonna just just gonna lay it all out. Like Nuggets play like the better team every single game. I mean, you're looking at a 24 free throw quarter game one. 
You remember that? That it's the only reason why the Lakers beat these Nuggets. Then you had the unfortunate uh, AD game winner where, where Jokic, you know, he actually had the game winner himself, and then it was just right back, unfortunate. And that's just a mental mistake on Mason Plumley. That's it. That is the only thing that is separating these teams, in my opinion. I mean, the Nuggets cruised to a win game three. Cruised. And then you get this with game four, and I'll tell you, it's, it's the refs, man. It is definitely... With with basketball, unfortunately, with the NBA, and and we've touched on this a little bit, you do get corruption. Um, a lot of refs getting fined for putting money numbers on games, fixing games, all that stuff. And you look at the refs tonight, it's James Capers, Rodney Mott, and David Guthrie. And these how, guys... How in the same hell is Guthrie on a freaking... Western Conference final roster. Yeah, for these guys have been, he's been dog these, shit all year. Yeah, I mean these guys have been in the pocket of LeBron James all season. And it's hilarious to watch the narrative shift publicly about these guys, I feel like. Sands the sad, sad town of LA. Guess what? I've been hearing the same talk ever since the Clippers series, bro. Down three one. Came back and showed him down three one. I'm not scared about this Lakers team, man. I'm not scared about LeBron charging into guys and complaining about getting calls to the point where when the refs had that figured out and when the Nuggets just generally outclassed these bums, LeBron had to write a letter. He had to. Their marquee star had to write a letter to the crooks that run this league. Plain and simple, brother. And I'm and, gonna take a sip of lager real quick. Yeah, water. Okay. Um, no, lot lager. Oh, brother. Water. I was like, what the? Fuck? Do not like, get like, those confused. I was, I was like, what are you drinking? Coors Light again? What's going on? <clears throat> no, um, sir. No, sir. Michael Malone. Uh, Michael Malone said this in his uh, post game interview. Um, he he said, I think we're gonna have to go through the proper channels like they did to see if we can get some more free throws, bro. If that doesn't say everything about this league right now. And, and why people bash the NBA as much as they do, especially people like me, who's a hockey guy by trade. And I mean, yeah. don't get don't get me wrong. The NHL refs aren't much better sometimes, and sometimes it feels really really shitty. Like I I know when the Avs play, I know there's certain refs when I see them on the docket. I go, oh, shit, here we go. Francois Francois Saint Laurent is number one. I'll get him and go. Oh boy, we're in for a long night. <laughs> and um, Kerry Frazier, or not Kerry Frazier, um, Kelly Sunderland. There we go. When I see either of those two guys on the docket, I'm like, oh, shit, it's going to be a long night for the Avs. And you just know. I don't know what it is. It's about certain referees. You just know. But, I mean, even when Draymond Green comes out and tweets out and says, Jamal Murray hasn't earned that call against LeBron in that moment, dude, it doesn't matter if you've earned it or not. It's just like an umpire not giving... It's like an umpire not giving a strike three to Kyle Freeland in his rookie year because of a millimeter off the black. Guess what? If you've been calling that all night, you freaking call that. Plain and simple. You you, you just call that. And great, now I'm going to have to do more editing tonight. But, I I mean, there's no reason why that needs to be any different across, across the board. And I don't care. We'd be saying the exact same thing if... Murray fouled LeBron 
because, I mean, we're obviously very open and very honest. If Murray had done that to LeBron, we'd be like, yeah, it's a foul. Why the hell wasn't that called? I mean, yeah, I mean, lucky us, but that, that's a foul every day of the week. It, it, this is where this is where you get the hockey guys. And and I said it tonight on our Twitter multiple times where where we look at this and go, wow, what a sick league, bro. You got you, you got to you have just people bitching and moaning about not getting foul calls. And then you get this where it's like, oh, hmm, that makes sense. I, I, guess, I guess all I need to do is write a letter and show some evidence that this should have been overturned. But in, nevertheless, Michael Malone needs to challenge that one on eight on when AD rolled his ankle like a little girl. Oh, He's yeah. got to challenge he, that man. He he challenged the wrong foul tonight. He he challenged basically to try to make up for that egregious mistake. Because even when when it's Reggie Miller who classically bags on the Nuggets, when it's guys like Reggie Miller that are saying that's not a foul, you've got some serious serious slight issues. Um, I, I'm just going to say it like straight up, man, I, I'm sick and tired of it. And there's a reason why the, uh, chargers moved to LA. Like I'll put it just at that. Um, <laughs> you, you can quote me on that too. I think that's pretty, that's pretty, really, really quick, pretty damn really quick, really quick before you continue. LeBron and yeah. AD combined for 28 free throw attempts tonight, five more than the entire Nuggets team. Mm-hmm. Let that sink in. That's ridiculous. You think I, there was a little bit of an overcorrection there, man? Just a little, dude. That that, <laughs> that was that was like you're sliding on the snow in the springs, going down Woodman Road, and all of a sudden you're like your tailspun, you're going backwards down Woodman. Dude, feel that? I actually, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you just and they're gonna keep playing the, the narrative because the Nuggets are trying to spoil this thing, and they're they're playing. I mean, they're playing that role to perfection right now. All the way down to our fan base, man. We don't care. Nuggets and seven. Stop it. It's worked. Like, <laughs> I mean, we, we talk about just the disparity of free throws in this game. But also, Jared, just have you been watching these games, man? When I can, I I have them turned on and I'm like actively watching them because this is, and I've I've been completely honest about this. I've never been truly like a basketball guy. I started really getting into it about two years ago when the Nuggets had that win against, I want to say it was uh, OKC. And I just, I, I, it's part, part of me wants to watch these games and they want me to be really invested. And then it's shit like this where I'm just like, this is why I don't watch it. This is exactly why it, it feels like I'm watching a soccer match. And I mean, I mean, no disrespect, but I mean, obviously some disrespect there because hey, I mean, it, it feels like there's a lot of flopping and diving. And I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, like you and I both played it and I'm sure we did our own little fair share when we were out, when we were out there. But at the same time, like this, there's gotta be a limit to this, right? Oh yeah. And I mean, as far as the soccer take goes, this is worse than soccer, man. I mean, you'll get, in soccer, I like to call it the flair. You'll get those overly dramatic players. And, I, and I'll say it straight up with soccer because it's, it's a fact with this. I mean, they're vastly overpaid and very overdramatic as, as far as a lot of their stars go. So they, they will t- take that to the T and run with it. Um, I mean, you know me. You played with me. I was, I was always more of the just 
more aggressive, hard charging. Like I will get the ball no matter what type uh, type of player. But I mean, you you look at this game, man, and you look at just the series. There is a disparity between these two teams. And one team is playing vastly better than the other. And I'm going to say it right now, that team is not who you would think it is. It is the Denver Nuggets. You want to talk about a team that deserves this right now more than anyone? It's them. They've been through it all. All the slander, all the talk, right up until this very moment, man. Even even before the series before the series started, you know, guys like Stephen A. Smith, uh, Skip Bayless, unfortunately, have to talk about them because they're a big force in the NBA world still to this day. I don't know why. Um, well, hearing their takes, it, it sounds like an old, just out of touch, mid seventies type. You know the type. I mean, <laughs> man. It it just every single time they just keep talking about it and the Nuggets they they just they outperform it man they feed on this. So when you said Skip Bayless because we've been we've been clowning him personally on text back and forth. Yeah. Um, yep. Here's his last two tweets. Twenty two minutes and twenty minutes ago. So I'm going to go in order here. Lakers complained to the league about how few free throws LeBron had shot. Makeup calls. He shot 14 tonight. And so did AD. Denver shot 23's total. Who wants to see the Nuggets in the NBA Finals? I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Okay, hold on. And then, I watched, and yeah. then he then followed up with Clippers greater than Lakers. Mm, classic skip. I don't know if he's trying to stir the pot here, but I wonder if he maybe oh. might have changed his mindset a little bit. Oh yeah, that's just a classic Skip Bayless take. Unfortunately, man, um, <laughs> and I, I think we did just watch him become a little bit of a Nuggets fan right before our eyes, though. I mean, I, I think the paid the illusion shattered when when Murray pulled that ridiculous spin move job over the league's heralded king, mind you. Dude, if and that's not number one on Sports Center tonight, I'm going to oh, it, lose it. It will be. That was that was the play of the game, regardless of the outcome. They even they said it themselves. People are waking up to this team, and it's been what we've been preaching from the beginning, man. <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't take an expert to look at the numbers and realize that the Nuggets are are are, are pretty damn good, man. Jamal Murray before tonight, because that did drop tonight, unfortunately, with that one missed three that he took in the clutch, which which a clutch rating, Jared, uh, pr- pretty similar in hockey. It's it's the final five minutes of each half. Do you do you know what Jamal Murray's clutch rating was? I uh, I mean, it's got to be somewhere in like the upper eighties, right? Yeah, it, it was seventy three percent. Jesus. 73% clutch rating. And and even with his missed three, that might have rose a little bit tonight. But you get a guy like that making plays like that, and I'm not even going to talk about his his 30-point, 9-rebound, 12, you know, 8-rebound 
12 assist game three. I mean, you're watching him become a legit superstar in this league. And people like Draymond who say Jamal Murray doesn't deserve that call, you bet your ass Jamal Murray deserves that call. You have not watched him like we have. You don't know. I mean, they still don't know, man. They're all sheep still. I'll, just, I'll, I'll leave it at that. It, it, it's really funny to just scroll, scroll through Twitter because hashtag LA versus Den, uh, Denver is trending still, obviously. Naturally. And, um, I mean, dude, there's a lot of people who are calling out, like, wait a minute. Like, like, like something just doesn't add up here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I, I hate that we've that we've spent 15 minutes talking about this, but unfortunately, with basketball, we we have to talk about that disparity because it wrecks a beautiful game. I mean, I, I even tweeted about it when LeBron James goes to the bench. This basketball game opens up for the Lakers and the Nuggets, and both teams played better with him riding the pine. LeBron, what's he going to do? Charge and get a foul. And one. Because he's 250 pounds and 6'9". You don't think that's a little bit of an, of an offensive foul there? No. He, he just charges, lowers his shoulder. They, don't, they never call that on him. Dude, he buried I mean, his head right into Jeremy Grant, and Grant gets a blocking foul? Yeah. And then when they finally break down and call a, tech, a, a foul on him, it, it's, it's, it's when he purposely need. <laughs> Jamal Murray in the quad when Jamal was probably about to sauce him up again, man. It's pathetic. That is the energy you get from this Lakers team right now. They talk a big game. They'll chirp all night long. It's like those guys that try to get under your skin. By game two, Dwight Howard screamed at the Nuggets bench to go home. So so what did we do? We came back and slapped him in the tit. <laughs> I mean... Man. It's just that type of night. <laughs> I guess it's, it, it's so, rough, bro. So Vegas from bet in, from uh, the MGM uh, betting service has the Nuggets to win the series four three at plus four thousand, bro. I am hammering that right now. Are you kidding me, bro? Yep. I I'll drop a solid like ten bucks on it to win four Gs. Easy, yeah. easy win, bro. Like we we've been saying this all the whole time, right? I, yeah. I I said if we went down 2-0, okay, maybe something, we're, we're a little bit worry. We're down 2-1. Okay, good, good. This is what we needed right here. And quite frankly, it could have been 2-1 Nuggets if Plumley doesn't make a shit-ass switch call on AD in the final seconds of Game 2. Plain and simple. That was a shit-ass uh, switch call by Plumley. Plumley should have just stayed with him, stayed face-up on him, and shut AD down. Because guess what? If he stays face-up, Jokic doesn't have to try and cross over, and Plumley's staring at, I, I think it was, uh, I think it was Jeremy Grant he was, he was trying to tell to switch with. There's no reason to switch there. Just stay on your freaking guy. It, you, you have a, you have a, you have a one-point, was it a one-point or a two-point lead? I can't remember anymore. I think it was a two-point lead. But, you have that lead, there is no reason for you to for you to just be like oh yeah no no this is fine just let it happen like there, there's no reason for for that to happen in, in that situation that cannot happen I, I mean this this series while we can 
we can bitch and moan about refereeing and this, that, the other thing till, till the end of time. Right. And yep. I, I, I mean, we, we, we didn't bitch about the refereeing during the Av series cause the Avs were f- futile on the fucking power play. So there's that we're honest. I mean, we could have complained about that the entire time. Did we think Jamie, Ben and Corey Pay were getting away with a lot of, with a lot of shit? Of course, but nevertheless, this is, the game, unfortunately. this is just one of those this is one of those things where we're watching this and going what in the hell is this this makes no sense because right now it should be 2-2 because Nuggets have shot them, Nuggets shot themselves in the foot in game 2 did everything they could in game 3 and then tonight I, I'm, I don't know about tonight I, I think go, it could have gone either way but I mean tonight could have gone either way but the game had a weird flow to it. It did, um, dude. It really did. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm. Let's get away from this like ref talk right now, man. I mean, I mean, 23 minutes in, like, I'm over it. Like, let's actually talk about like just. Uh, yeah, I mean, and you guys know us too. I mean, we we will never we won't pull punches anything like that. Um, but we will call it how we see it, and it was pretty blatant. That being said. Nuggets in seven. I'll say it again. I've been saying it since since you know early September. I'll keep saying it. Wait, 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 uh, wait, really, really quick, real quick. How in the hell was Tory Craig a minus seventeen tonight on the floor? He was, rough. He, was he was matched up with LeBron James a lot. Uh, dude, that's horrible. A minus seventeen. He hasn't been that low all series at all. No, like like that was his lowest plus minus all series. Like, he, I mean, I don't like Tory Craig. Like, he was a minus five in game three. He was a God. Now I sound like an idiot. Holy shit. Who was I just talking about? God, I'm losing my mind here. Like he was a minus five in game three, minus three in game two. And or was he again? Tory Craig. And then he was, he was a minus one in game one. So this is now turning into a habit with him, which worries me. hundred uh, percent. And yes, he he did play face up on on uh, on LeBron quite a bit tonight. But I mean, you, you got to get either more out of him or more out of Jeremy Grant, or just so, have, or just have. I, I don't I don't know like what to do at that point. So, my my take on this, and, and I think, or Millsap, Millsap, I, I whoever that, it is, yeah. I, I mean, I I think that when 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 you look at a guy like Tory Craig, I mean, great player. Um, you, you know, he's not going to give too much on, on the offensive side of things. Um, he's more of just that defensive guy, that defensive specialist. But I, I think you're seeing him being actively sort of phased out of the lineup, hopefully. I mean, after after tonight, that minus 17, I mean, my eyes kind of popped when you said that out loud, um, regardless of who you're guarding. And unfortunately for LeBron, half of his points basically came off free throws. So, um, unfortunately, that's why it's that massive number right there, my friend. Um but you look at the disparity between him and a guy like Jeremy Grant. And and Grant was only a, a minus three, mind you, but he was he was six of thirteen from the floor, two of six from three. 
uh, got to the foul line because he already established that report game three where he popped off. And he had a couple defensive rebounds, you know, assist. Um, and chipped in 17 points tonight. I mean, that's your third option right now. Because when he was on LeBron James, it was much more of an even, uh, even-keeled contest. He knows how to get to his head. I mean, he, he played 43 minutes tonight, Jared. Only one who had more minutes than him was Jamal Murray at 45. And yeah, just the just the disparity between Mason, just Mason Plumlee in general. Right now, I mean, Plumlee, name spelled with two L's, he's the reason why we have two L's. A big part of it, in my in in my opinion. But he has to step up. He has to know how to switch. I mean, he's a veteran player. He shouldn't be. The, the thing that made me mad about his game tonight was when you have AD off balance, shot clock expiring. AD's not going to make that shot a lot of the time. You do not touch him. You, you, you block his vision, sure, because you're about his height, like, you know, around there, get an arm up and... But no, Plumlee resets, goes right into him, knowingly brushes his fingertips, and the refs get three. You know, it's basically made three at that point. You let that go. It is the Western Conference Finals. It is a little bit more tactful than that, Mason. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to say that as well. I, I mean, let's talk about this too. I mean... MPJ, if we can get that kind of shooting from MPJ consistently, it's this series could turn on its head pretty quick, right? I mean, he looked like he was dialed in, especially in the third and fourth quarters, you know? I mean, it, he just it looked like he was just starting to, to drop him in. I mean, granted, yeah, he was he was uh, 5 of 8 from the field and 3 of 6 from 3, but I mean, dude, take it where you can get it right now, because 5 of 8 in a Western Conference final, five of eight as in a Western Conference final as a rookie. That's incredible. Pretty damn good. And and I feel like I feel like with MPJ, it's almost like an added sort of just mentality because he hits more shots with hands in his face than he doesn't. He misses open looks, and those five out of eight were heavily contested shots. Mm-hmm. So he is a flair for the for the dramatic, and I dig that. That's an element that the Nuggets have in Murray, but now they have an MPJ. The problem is his defense. Yeah, and and maybe you know Malone's gonna have to mess with the uh, actual rotation of this when when MPJ is in, but you cannot have him up against LeBron James. You, you you can't. I, I mean, MBJ is coming into his own right now offensively. I will give him that. He is inc- incredible. Um, I mean, great in the Clippers series, great in this series. He's stepped up. Uh, but when when you talk about his game, everyone's going to talk about his defense. And, and that will come with experience. That will come with experience for a guy like him. But you, you, they're gonna maybe have to not, grow maybe not this series, my friend. 
Maybe not this series. What you have to do is mask MPJ with a versatile defender. So that's why you had Tory Craig in there because you can't run. I mean, you ran Jeremy Grant basically all game. So he had to put Craig in there to basically, um, yeah, just kind of even things out. Because while MPJ provides a spark, he also provides a little bit of a liability on the defensive end. Had a few turnovers tonight, costly ones. But he has a great shot. I mean, uh, I'll say it again. It reminds me of Kevin Durant, man. Just the high release. And now these analysts are are saying, hey, you know, I've, I've heard that comparison now. And it's just hilarious. It's like, wow, you guys are really awful at your job. Um, we've been saying this. I mean, I've been saying that personally. You've heard me say that for, what, the past month? Yeah. That's I mean, that's the energy that these Nuggets, that's, this, that's the energy that this team is feeling. <laughs> and, and believe me, to all of the Lakers fans out there, hopefully you pick up on this podcast after we beat you in seven games. <laughs> um... <clears throat> I'm just going to... Man, it kind of lost my train of thought. It's... Get back to me. It, it was a good one. Um, <laughs> it's a really good one. It's just one of those nights, unfortunately. Um, getting back to... To just the way... That the that, that everyone's taking this right now, right? Um, Lakers got the Nuggets down three one, but I'm not worried in the slightest, my friend. I'm kicking back. I'm chilling. Sure, we can knock the rest of them on because it took the refs to beat us. We are the straight up better basketball team right now. I know I'm not saying you're going to get people saying, oh, Lakers 16 championships. I'm not talking about that. It fit well with the narrative, though. But the Nuggets want to break that. And believe me, the Nuggets have their own narrative. Down 3-1. We've seen it before. It's been happening since August. Do I really have to say it again? I wouldn't mind hearing it. I want you. I want you to say it this time. I want to hear how it sounds because I've been I've been saying it a lot. Uh, I believe the term is nuggets in seven. Correct. I, I wish I could just give you a staples. That was easy button. Yeah, uh, I wish right. Because guess what? Lakers are up three one. That's right where right where Lakers fans want them to be. Lakers in five. Lakers in five. Lakers in five. I can already hear it. Um, but the refs gave LeBron his little game. They gave it to him and they heavily emphasized it. So expect a fair whistle because it is the Western Conference Finals. But the Nuggets, they're, they're, it's, this, like, this would normally be a crushing blow to any team. Like I, I don't know if people realize how good this team is, man. A 3-1 deficit in the first round, 3-1 deficit second round, 3-1 deficit Western Conference. A normal playoff team, a normal three seed, Jared, would, would, would have broken 
by now. This is not a regular three seed. You are seeing flashes of brilliance backed by stats. I mean, sure, LeBron James, whatever, triple-double, half his points are free throws. Anthony Davis, dude soft, had what? What was it? He had another hilarious take for the Lakers. And I'm just going to – it's hilarious because they can't say anything against this because it's actual – it's it's facts, you know. Anthony Davis, for all of his uh, emphasis on the game, posted a massive two rebounds game three. And then he follows that up with a huge – I mean absolutely huge, Jared – uh, he he comes in and he grabs five five rebounds, four of them defensive off of off of rims. I mean, and fourteen free throws, soft at a broken ankle. Boo hoo! Get over yourself. Yeah, man, it's just same, it's same old shit, bro. Yeah, but that's what you're seeing right now. You're seeing a team play that much better where the Lakers are pulling these gimmicky veteran tricks that the that the announcers will call off as veteran playoff experience. Give me a break. It's it's LeBron and his classic posse, man. <laughs> I mean, it's it's straight up how it is. But I'm gonna stay true to my word. Lakers got their their, their fixed game with the way that the whistle was blown tonight. And I'll still say it, Nuggets in seven. Mm-hmm. I just love the way that flows man yeah i mean yeah i it's gonna <clears throat> what it, what it's gonna take and uh, honestly this this i fully believe this it's going to take the nuggets holding the lead through first quarter holding the lead through halftime for them to 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 have the greatest chance to win this series across the next 3 games I mean, yes, you can be down maybe five points max would be, would be like my absolute maximum for them. But if we can keep that within that five points or up going into half, I, I mean, obviously we've seen it happen twice. Why can't it happen a third time? You know, they, they always say, you know, lightning, lightning never strikes twice in the same spot. Well, it did. And it happened to be in Orlando. So Good call. what's next? Does it strike a third time? I'm I, so. I I think it does, but uh, Tory Craig got to be better. Paul Millsap has to be way better, and Plumlee's got to be so <clears throat> got to quit being so trash on defense. Plain and simple, the, those right there, because you know you're gonna get you you know you're gonna get out of Jamal twenty five plus points a night minimum, right? You, you know what you're getting. Jokic yep. is usually good for. A double double, if not a triple double. He only he didn't get that tonight. But I mean, whatever. That's fine. He was also in major foul trouble tonight, which I don't know how the Laker how the Lakers only have only have three less fouls than Denver, but you know, none only two are on LeBron and Anthony Davis, but and and two more on Dwight Howard, you know, it's, it's just mostly their bench who got the fouls, whatever. Not not a big deal. Meanwhile, Millsap and Nicola have ten combined, and Tory Craig's got five more to add to that total, but Ne- oh, never, yeah. never mind that. But it, it, I mean, it just, yeah, I don't know. It, it it fits the narrative of the game perfectly. Mm-hmm. I mean, LeBron knew that he had the refs in his pocket this game because of that 
very ill-advised publicly released a letter to the refs complaining and because you don't do that man i don't care who you are like lebron lebron just showed us true colors he's not a true competitor in my opinion i don't care what you say three and six in the finals he was a true competitor like like everyone else was saying he'd be he'd be eight and one nine and oh I mean, other people have already outclassed him in this generation, and people herald him as the best all time. I don't think so. Um, but but enough of the LeBron slander. I love to talk trash about LeBron James. Um, but and, and and keep in mind, I know Jokic is going to end up with at least four fouls a night. I know that. I, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing for... that. Yeah, yeah. What I'm what I'm yeah. arguing is the fact that we have nights like tonight where three different Nuggets players end up with five fouls, and they happen to be. Your first six players, typically, and yet, like LeBron has had what is that three? Da, 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 what's that three plus? Ba, 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 ba. Three plus two, five, and then let's add in whatever he had tonight. Two, he has seven fouls on him through four games. I, I don't I don't care if this is a you've earned it type of deal with, like with LeBron and whatever. I, I, I don't care about any of that. I really don't. Because if you're saying that he has to earn that right to not have fouls called against him, you guys have an officiating problem and this league has a culture problem. Plain and simple. The MLB has an umpire problem right now. And it's really bad. And, Cheers to that, brother. And Angel Hernandez is the worst offender. We all know that. Everybody knows that. Everybody hates Angel Hernandez. Everybody. Anytime they see him behind home plate, they're going, huh, boy, where's this zone going to be tonight? I mean, there was that one pitch last year where it was like right down the middle, and he was like, no, that's a ball because the catcher was set up in a different spot, and it was square in the middle of the zone. Like, I don't I don't get it. But anyways, what would be your three keys to win the next three games? Three keys. All right, number one. If that's how the refs are going to call it. You have to drive. And tonight, the the Lakers w- w- with Jokic in foul trouble, they were able to take Jokic out of that aggressive element. And what you have to do basically is get your two guys that have carried you here involved. Jamal Murray, like you said, he's going to get his, but Jokic has to stay out of foul trouble. And you know that LeBron's going to be barreling towards him like a running back. So. It's, I mean, Jokic has to just stay aggressive and he has to. So, so, so number one, stay aggressive. Just, um, plain and simple. That's the key for the whole team. Uh, Jokic being the key factor in that. Key two for this series is control the glass. The one game that we just absolutely put the dog on these guys we out rebounded them in the paint 45 to to 20 something that's what you have to do against the lakers and and mind you that was a big deal the lakers hadn't been out rebounded like that since 2006 with their with with their big guys and dwight howard and javel mcgee and anthony davis and lebron james out rebounded 45 to 26 you know what that says that is all heart and just hustle, man. Rebounds is one of my favorite stats in hockey because, or not hockey. Ugh. Hockey? What? Rebounds hockey? Are one of my, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to talk some hockey in a little bit too. It's been a minute. Um, some some 
some Avs talk right now would be a nice little de-stressor too. But we'll have to wait man, until after this series, Nugget series. We we have yeah, to wait. We'll, we'll, series. we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait at this point. But with this series, key two is control the glass offensively, defensively. Do what you have to do to get those rebounds. Because if you go up strong for the ball. Nine times out of ten, if you're playing that way and you've instilled to that in the refs, they're going to call it your way. It, it, we saw it happen with us against the Clippers when they, when Jamal Murray got just taken advantage of. You know, basically, like Paul George landed on the dude's rib, and that's what it took. So it takes something like that. And this Nuggets team has a lot of fight to it. But rebounds, second key, for sure. Third key, you have to have someone to... Because at this point, the Lakers, all they are is LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And how many free throws are they going to get? How many spotty fouls are they going to get at this point? I don't know. They're going to get theirs, whatever. They can't combine for 100 a night. They just can't. Um, So you limit those guys. Either limit their assist output by shutting guys like Caruso down, who's played like an absolute joke this game, this series. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you saw that that ridiculous behind the, the backboard shot. It looked like a game of horse, man. I'm like, you don't have the authority to be putting up those type of shots in this type of stage, man. Your name is Alex Caruso. Like, you've been in the league for a year. Um, like, I, I'm not worried about the other Lakers right now. You you have to find, and with that being said, you have to find your third guy. Got to find your third guy, whether that's MPJ, whether that's Jeremy Grant, whether they they switch up their lineups and, and, and run a little bit of PJ Dozier in there. I don't know. Um, I, I would actually like to see that. Maybe, maybe have guys like like Jokic, Grant, Millsap, Murray, and, and give me Morris with the start game next game, Jared. Then have Porter, Dozier, and maybe a guy like Troy Daniels come off the bench. Have him for a reason. But those would be my three keys. It's just finding someone, man. Someone with just that extra spark to get us over this disparity of calls. But like I said, the Lakers got their game today, tonight. And I think the league saw that. I think everyone saw that. And that's a big reason why I'm saying, again, uh, Nuggets in seven once again. But uh, what, what about you? What are your three keys? I, I mean, we got to find a better sixth guy right now because I don't think Tory Craig's gonna be able to get it done. Monte Morris has looked okay at best, um, and quite frankly, Morris if, has had some. He, yeah, the, the thing about Morris is that it, it won't show in the stats, Jared. Yeah, I mean that's true. But, it, I mean, it like, won't like, show. It won't show in the stats, but his knack for the for the clutch plays or just trying to get something going when the team is in long droughts. The guy has a top five assist to turnover ratio all season, stating back to last year. He, he was first in that metric. And he, he was a rookie from, uh, from, from Kansas. So 
knock on him because he wasn't drafted high. He's a good player. Um, but 27 minutes, I mean, he was four for seven then. Four for five from the, from the line. Chipped in 12. That's what you need. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. But I mean, I just had to say that. I, I mean, just from. I'm I'm looking at like a, a scoring standpoint, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Gary Harris needs to be better. I don't I don't know where the Gary Harris we knew and loved went, but one of five yes. is is not acceptable. And that was one, for a three. And that one was for a three. <laughs> Terrific. Uh, yeah. It, 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 for him. it doesn't help, and I mean, like, I just I, that's gotta be the biggest key. The second key is. Uh, if we're going to play this man-on-man, we either need to switch to a, a zone or something else because it just looks like they're just eating up our man-to-man defense right now. I mean, we're getting caught on 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 high on high pick and rolls. We're getting caught on just about everything right now. I mean, we, we'd catch on, we, we'd be caught on our own freaking shoelaces right now if they were untied. That, that's how bad our defensive switches are, plain and simple. And if if we could just at least get that squared away where our switching looks better or we move to a zone when LeBron's out of not on the court, you go to a zone and really try to minimize the amount of damage that a Caldwell Pope does or Rajon Rondo or Caruso even. Because, I mean, Caldwell Pope had freaking dagger after dagger after dagger tonight. Three of nine from three points tonight those were daggers every single one of them i mean his his 13 points came in clutch minutes but you forget the, the guy that was on him was michael porter yep and michael porter he, he also chipped in 13 points on an even more efficient five of eight and then caldwell pulp played good i mean he shot just under 50 percent three for nine from three um but man, and 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 just and just the last one, really quickly. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just. I, I know. I know. You're, good. Kind of, You're good. The yeah. the last one, really quickly. Secure defensive boards. Twelve offensive rebounds for the Lakers tonight. That's what kills you. And I I I can't even tell you how many of those came in the fourth quarter, but there were quite a few of those that came in the in the fourth quarter because that's just. That that cannot happen. Yeah, it was it, it was unfortunate, and that's that's definitely key. Um, because I, I mean, basically, what you have, I, I, I'm going to ask you one more thing here. Um, just just based on. On you watching this this series, who do you think is going to be uh, just that that guy that steps up and brings just that extra bite uh, coming up here in a couple days? See, now I'm kind of stuck. Do I go with the obvious answer, or do, or do I go with a wild card? That, that's no, just that's just, that's what just, I'm stuck just at. Say, man, that, 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 there's a certain vibe about this team. Vibe about this team right now and it's all coming from the heart the the obvious uh, answer the obvious answer is jamal murray 
That's the obvious answer, plain and simple. We all know what he's going to do. We all know he's going to go off at some point. And it's just a matter of time before it happens. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't eclipsed 40 points yet in the series. Now, keep in mind, he didn't really even eclipse that either until I think it was like, what, game four? He started like really going off in the last series against, uh, yep. against game the Clippers. Five. Game so, five. Game five, man. So, I mean, if, if we're Next waiting on that, that's where it's going to be. So, and, and I expect that, that to happen. It shakes up perfectly, man. I mean, Lakers got the obvious slide of calls tonight. Whatever. But you forget about the end of this game in the fourth when the Nuggets were still just going at the Lakers' throats with, with them trying to just, you know, they played a better brand of basketball, in, in my opinion. Um, and just with with the narrative flipping to the point where when LeBron James knees him in the quad, he drops, refs immediately call foul, right? And then it's just the most hilarious thing to see LeBron running to the official, screaming at him. That's the narrative that you're going to get for the Lakers. That's what they're going to try to do. Unfortunately, a once great franchise has been besmirked by LeBron James. And it's unfortunate. That's why I didn't want to see him ever go to L.A. You should have stayed in Miami, brother. We'd beat you in the finals. Um... (laughs) But man, just 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 looking at it as a microcosm, you see that happen, and I think the refs will call a more fair whistle this game. And you just activated angry Jamal Murray mode with the Nuggets down three to one, like alarm bells should be going off right now. In my opinion, I mean the league won't see it that way, but you and I both know, and all of you Nuggets fans know that when you put this team back against the wall, they play at their best. And I don't care if you're LeBron James, I don't care if you're Anthony Davis, I don't care if you're Kawhi Leonard, heralded best two-way player on the planet. I don't care if you're Paul George. I don't care if you're Donovan Mitchell. I don't care if you're Ruby Rudy Gobert. These are the types of players that have been compared to this team, and I'm going to keep on saying it because I'm not worried about it. The Nuggets are just a straight-up better team overall. I'm, I'm not saying we have better players necessarily as far as skill goes, but you could you could take that to the bag, and Jokic and Murray and, and Harris, they could beat any one of these guys one-on-one if they're on. But the main thing is is just to just to relax because this is right where we want them. It's been this narrative for us. And as soon as we start to apply that pressure, the great Lakers will crumble in seven games. And the league will be looking at what just happened. And then I will personally drive over to your place and we will laugh, just laugh about it. Have a good old fashioned belly laugh about this. And think, that's my energy I, for it. I don't think like we'll be like we'll be even uh, need to drive like you'll be uh, like need like drive over here because we might just be having a freaking a laugh fest at a bar at that point. Yeah, sure. Let's 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 get to uh maybe we should hit up DNVR one of these nights. I've been wanting to do that for a while. I just haven't been able to get over there. 
Yeah, we, we should we should try to catch a Nuggets game there sometime. <laughs> the next uh, thing, is it four or five days? Yeah, I'm sure we'll find some time. Squeeze it in there, maybe. Um, but yeah, I did, like for you, if you were in the position of Michael Malone, what would you tell your team right now? Um, who would you who who would you trust to to come off the bench and just make you know make this a series again? If I'm looking for a guy off the bench, it's MPJ. One hundred percent. Um, he's, I mean, outside of your usual suspects like Jamal Murray, who is showing that this Jamal Murray is showing that he's not a superstar in the making. He's a superstar now. And I put it out on our Twitter account tonight that Jamal Murray backs off defenders like Nathan McKinnon does. And he draws so much attention to him that he gets other guys wide open and he can dish it whenever he needs to. I mean, it is amazing to watch this happen. I, I, I just sit there and watch and go, Holy hell! This is this is like watching McKinnon streak down the slot to pull both defenders with him. He just kicks the puck out to Ranton or Landis Gogger, whoever the hell is with him, and they just have, have a wide open shot. I mean, it's it's amazing to watch. It really is. Now, do I think that our our six, seven, and eight guys are going to come off the bench and be huge producers? No, I don't. Do we need usual suspects to show up? Absolutely. I don't need to see them on the score sheet. I need to see them defensively as well. MPJ, you're doing, I mean, great job today, tonight offensively. We need, The defensive side's got to show up now because that's the part that's going to kill us if if he doesn't get it scored away. But MPJ would be my guy. Great take. He's got, he's got to step up as well, in my opinion. Um, because... People forget that he was he, he he was the first team he, he was first team all bubble um, when they had like their their little bubble awards. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny saying that, but he, he was first team. He was dropping thirty a night. Granted, a lot more of those looks will go to Murray now because it's more in a clutch situation, and the dude's shooting seventy three percent from that, but. If he steps up and even chips in twenty, if it, I'll say it right now. Next game, Michael Porter Jr. If you put up twenty-two points, the Nuggets will beat the Lakers by ten. I don't care how you get him; just get him. Drive, shoot, just be aggressive. You know, mirror what mirror what the team's doing. The thing with Michael. Porter Jr. is that he great spot up shooter. I may, you know, good driving ability. He can be strong on the glass when he wants to be, when he's in a good position. And that's just going to come with uh, experience. But with him, just get 20. Let Jokic and Murray do their thing and, and, and chip in 20. Because uh, at this point, you know that you have certain matchups that you can take advantage of if you are Michael Malone, just based on how you've watched this team play despite being down 3-1. to one. And this team is believing that they are right where they need, where, right where they need to be. 
And it's going to be hilarious watching the narrative build up over the next few days of the just the Lakers clout, unfortunately. But, uh, but, 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 yeah, that's um, MPJ has to step up. I would like to see a little bit more of an offensive efficiency from uh, from from guys like Millsap because although he did when, when Malone shifted him to Anthony Davis, it did impact Davis a little bit because he was seven for seven before they shifted Millsap onto him to stop the bleeding, and that allowed them to go on a big run. So you get someone like Millsap who you know has a little bit more weight on Davis. <laughs> And you can knock him off his game easily. And then you'll have LeBron James turning it over via offensive fouls, my friend. And that is how the Nuggets will win game five. Game five's always been a pivotal game in any series. And each time during these playoffs, the Nuggets have proven to themselves that they belong here. The Lakers haven't even been in a game five. They've won the series. I mean, they've closed out. They've won four to one each time, but they haven't faced this team. And and when this team beats them, it's going to feel like a knockout blow because no one expects it. And just watching Jamal Murray play and you get Jokic more on the aggressive side of things because it was a weird game and the Nuggets still only lost. I, I I mean, weird game for Jokic and the and the Nuggets lost by two, three point, three point plays. Weird game, disparities aside. I believe in this team. And I'm I'm trying real hard to make a make a believer out of you, my friend, because I've been watching this Nuggets team for a very long time, kind of just basically since I moved to Colorado. Um, and they've been a fun team to watch, even even through the George Carl days. But this Nuggets team is something different, man. But uh, but but any uh, any closing thoughts for you, brother? You don't need to make a believer out of me. I've seen this team do it twice now. And I've seen the way that they've battled back even from last season when they had, um, when they, when they went down against Portland and battled back and, uh, went down against San Antonio and still battled back and, and got the job done in seven against San Antonio and pretty damn close against Portland too. Um, this is, you're you're right. This is a very exciting and very fun team to watch, a hundred percent. And they're only going to get better because they're still so young that this team's just going to keep getting better. Plain and simple. I mean, there, there's no other way to look at it. And if anyone tries to tell me otherwise, I know they're full of it. Plain and simple. So, I mean, yeah. I just obviously now it's do or die from here on out, and. It's going to be really interesting to see how certain guys react to certain things. And if it's going to be the case of what's we get down, we're going to tuck our tails and run. And if, if that's the case, then obviously they're, they're screwed, blued, and tattooed. Um, 
I don't think that's the case though. No, I don't either. And, and that's why I'm like, I'm not yeah. worried. I, yeah. I, I, I'm not as worried about this, this Nuggets team as I was with the Avs team in the Dallas series. I was stupidly worried about the Avs team. Stupidly. I, I mean, you and I talked about that almost nightly. I was like, dude, this, this team is going to give me a, a freaking aneurysm before the night's stressful over. Couple, stressful couple weeks, my friend. <laughs> it, was, it was hell. And I mean, but yeah, I, I'm not too... I'm I'm not too concerned about it. I'm I'm confident that this team's going to come back and just put a beat down on the Lakers in a couple nights. And I mean, after that, who knows? Because it could just keep rolling and rolling and rolling, and we're right back to where we were the last two series at a game seven where anything happens. So definitely, one hundred percent, man. Um, I I agree with you. And, and I've been a lot more vocal about it on Twitter just because I, it's just been my mantra this season. Um, I, I said it last September. I mean, <laughs> you're on the dark horse in the West to look at the Denver Nuggets, and you are a fool if you think otherwise. Um, but, but just kind of closing off, I want to kind of get back to um, just a few more quips as far as just the uh, Broncos situation is concerned allow me to quote them 2020 can you not yeah um it's, it's been a rough one for uh the boys from from dove valley i will i'll say that Cortland sutton i mean philip Lindsay. you got you, you can you can feel the whole team with with the guys that we have injured right now man i mean it's just it's so rough right now dude like everything from Lock spraining his shoulder, Philip Lindsay going down, Cortland Sutton going down. DC joint, rough I mean, injury. I mean, rough I, injury. I, I mean, what's like, what's next? Miles, the mascot's going to go down with a torn ACL. Like, what's going on? <laughs> it certainly seems like it, right? I mean, we lost AJ Bounye, we lost Von Miller. We 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 lost our defense. Basically, we lost the guys that we brought in. Um. But but what do you think about that Steelers game? I'm gonna be honest. I this, did not watch a week. minute of it. I didn't watch anything of it. I was I, I had a lot of uh, a lot of stuff to get done. Actually, it's yeah. not true. Um, what I did on what I did on Saturday night into Sunday morning didn't allow me to watch the game. Uh, I caught I think like a little bit of the end where the Broncos started making a little bit of, of a run at it and then just kind of soiled it, but. Yeah, I mean, and Drew Lock too. Yeah, <laughs> quarterbacks out. Yeah, I mean, what was it three to something weeks? Yeah, like, I three, don't know. like, like three to four weeks. And then you got Driscoll now, and then we signed Blake Bortles as a backup to to Driscoll. Oh, like Bortles. Like we, this is like this might yeah. as well just, we might as well turn this into like a tank year, and just say screw it, let's go get um, let, let's just go take a number one overall pick, and maybe that is. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, and that's fine. Nope. I, I'm, I'm not saying, hey, nope, listen, nope, no, 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 nope, hear nope. me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Because let's say Drew Lock isn't, and this is oh, this is completely hypothetical, right? Let's say All Drew right. Lock isn't everything yeah. we expect him to end up being. He's not that that franchise guy like we like like a lot of us expected Brock Osweiler to be. Granted, he was the typical LA quarterback. He's six foot white and stays in the pocket. You know what I mean? Um, but let's just say hypothetically, Drew Locke's not everything he cracks out to be. And we draft Trevor Lawrence in the top, in, in, in the number one spot. Because he's going to go number one. Everybody knows he's going number one. 
Everybody does. And let's just say we take him number one. And Drew Locke steadily declines to a point of irrelevance. And you bring in Trevor Lawrence. I don't see if that would be a horrible thing, to be honest with you. Granted, we do need a lot more playmakers on this team and some offensive line help, but you can find that in the mid in the mid in the mid rounds. You, you don't need an offensive lineman taken number one overall. You don't take a center number one overall. You don't take a left tackle, left guard number one overall. I mean, hell, I wouldn't even take a defensive tackle number one overall. No, no way. I would take a I would take an outside rusher or a defensive back before I would take. A defensive tackle at number one. So, 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 so you would, so, so you're saying that we should tank for Trevor right now is what you're saying, basically. I, I mean, at this point, what do we have to lose? You know what I mean? All right, I feel you, but I'm going to play it, I'll, just I'll, just because it's like, yeah, look at what we're dealing with already. Von Miller's out for the year. He, he tore his Achilles. Everyone knows it. He he felt a pop. And it, he said it felt like someone kicked him. That's the same thing that's been said about every Achilles injury. That's what Kobe said about his Achilles injury. It, he said it felt like someone kicked me. He, he, he popped his Achilles, plain and simple. It happens. But, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where I'm looking at it in a grand scheme of, I don't know if the Broncos have the depth to even compete right now with everything going on. This is obviously a much different statement than we had in, December, January, February with with the the team that plays on the ice surface. We knew how good the depth was. We saw the depth develop in front of our eyes and we knew what we had. There's no development league for the NFL. You're either playing or you're on the practice squad or you're pretty much in you're in like a no man's land essentially. Oh yeah. And and for the NFL it's just that much worse because you know these these players they'll leave schools early to to go pro essentially, and basically what you're what you're missing from that is four years of development, man. Four years, exactly. It's a long time. Well, I mean, two years if you want to get like, technical, but you know what I mean. I mean, that's two years. If if you're a top prospect under Saban, or you know guys like that, like great coaches. In, in the college football landscape, um, those two years of experience, you take that. I don't care if you stay in school, you take that, man. And with the NFL, the jump to the pros from college is so, it's just, it's, it's on another level for a lot of these athletes. It's the reason why people don't typically get comfortable in the NFL unless you're just some god you know some 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 guy with god-given abilities like Patrick Mahomes but usually there's a steep learning curve but the reason why I love the Broncos right now and I will play a heavy devil's advocate my friend um despite losing your starting quarterback and your pro bowl wide receiver mind you and Cortland Sutton in the same game you bring in Jeff Driscoll old Driscoll's and I'm gonna stay on this positive positive vibe they played well because you're not getting guys that are underdeveloped for the Broncos Elway has made a specific point to draft he's only drafted captains past two years that's what he's done he's drafted captains of teams in college that have stayed for longer than two years perfect example is your your guy on your fantasy team right now jerry judy four-year pro won two titles with with saban 
that's the guy that's stepping up to your number one. Give me that. I mean, KJ Hamler, same way. He, he wasn't, uh, I think he was actually maybe a sophomore, but I mean, he's like a Tyreek Hill. You got Noah Fant, who's a second year tight end, who I'm going to say it is, he's going to be a very good player in the league. The issue with the Broncos is their defense right now because this team fought back against the Steelers. I mean, we lost to the fourth best team in the league compared to what the experts are saying right now. Steelers are ranked fourth in, uh, in, in the power rankings. And despite losing all those guys and guys like Von Miller, you know, it's they still fought back with that little bit of heart. And you love to see it from, it's just that classic Denver market vibe right now um, for our teams from, you know, the Avs is just unfortunate decimation to these nuggets that we've been talking about for the past hour. Um, Times kind of slipped away from us, but man, they, they exhibited that they're, that Driscoll might get him a win or two. You don't want to start 0-3. I'm Brady coming to town. I do have Mike Evans, so I am pretty excited about that. But otherwise, I mean, go Broncos, man. Um, Brady's looked like a shell of his former self. Um, game one against New Orleans. And New Orleans isn't all it's cracked up to be this year. And that's coming from me being a, a Saints fan, as a secondary Saints fan. Um <laughs> And don't call me a bandwagoner. I got family down there. So, but you just, with, with the Steelers game, you saw Ojemudia, Michael Ojemudia make rookie mistakes that led to two touchdowns. That's the difference in this game. I mean, just plain and simple. But Ojemudia is a guy who I, I think can step up. Um, so, so call it like you see it, my friend, but I'm saying no to the tank. Um, I do want Bortles out of here though. I don't like him wearing that cursed Flacco Jersey number five. It just looks wrong, but that's about all I'm going to say, uh, just on the, on, on the Broncos landscape of things right now. I mean, cause Driscoll's a guy who's a veteran, man. He's a big player too. He's big, big presence in the pocket. Like you were saying. But he's a guy that can find a tight end. He's a guy that can find a Jerry Judy. He's a guy that can find a KJ Hamler. Um, He's not just some seventh round pick a la Trevor Simeon. Or, I mean, let's just say at the carousel of nine quarterbacks through nine years since Peyton Manning retired. Let that sink in. Hello, like 2020 Browns alert. That's the Broncos right now. But I like to think that we're still more talented than the than than the Browns. I hate comparing us to the Browns, you know. But that's my take for now. Can't say I blame you. Ooh, man. But yeah, stoked for this. Uh, stoked for the rest of this Western Conference Finals. Um, Got some got, got some demons out for sure, but it was a good night, much uh, much deserved. And this this city and this team will look to reset for pivotal game five, aka when Murray just snaps on the league and drops fifty. Um, Jared, I'm just gonna ask you this final stat line for uh, let's say Jokic and Murray tomorrow. Uh, Jokic puts up. 
Might as well be tomorrow when the podcast drops. Um, <laughs> Jokic puts up 17, 17, 12, and 15 points, assists, and boards. And Murray goes off for 42. 10 assists. I'll give him five rebounds. All right. Awesome takes. Um, for, for me, I'm going to have to go Jokic with 25-9 and give him nine boards. Actually, 25-9 and 10. Um, 25-9 and 10 because he out-rebounds Anthony Davis. I was a fool for even thinking that. 25-9-10 for Jokic. Um, for, for Murray, I'm going to say he goes for uh, 47 with seven boards and nine dimes. We shall see. We shall see. Yes, sir. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you want to? Uh, do you want to sign us off, my friend? <clears throat> I mean, I guess so, guys. Once again, thank you for listening. I know this is another one of those long podcasts. However, we have missed uh, twelve days since we last posted, so we apologize for that. Life gets in the way. You know how that goes. Uh, anyways, we want to thank you guys for listening. As always, uh, we're still seeing great. Uh, great numbers on all the on all the episodes across Spotify, iTunes. I don't know. I can't tell what iTunes does because they can't give me accurate freaking numbers to save their lives. Um, <laughs> but yeah, guys, seriously, just thank you so much. Um, if you guys love what you guys are listen, listening to, please don't don't hesitate. To tell your friends. I mean, uh, we we love we love getting feedback from you guys. I mean, we're we're up to eighty two percent of subscribers on iTunes. Eighty two percent of listeners on. Uh, for listening to our episodes on iTunes or subscribing, which is awesome to see. Uh, but obviously we, we would like to see more and hear back from you guys more. Uh, we love the interaction on Twitter. We get some good interactions on Twitter. I mean, just across the board. I mean, it's just, it's, we do this a lot of, a lot of, a lot of nights just for the fun of it. And it's just, there are some long nights for us. Obviously we work very long hours, then we turn around, do this, go back to work the next day. But I mean, if we, if if we didn't love this as much as we do, we wouldn't do it as much as we do. Granted, we've taken some time in the last in the last couple of weeks to to kind of just nail down a couple of minor things. But uh, yeah, I mean, we we just really enjoy doing this. We really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, like, like I said, if you want to give us a follow on Twitter uh, at Mile High Pundit, you can follow both of us on Twitter at Joel James Fifteen and at Not Jared Chuck Twenty. Those are our personal accounts. We tweet out funny memes or just random sports stuff, anyways. Uh, just don't, yeah, just do. don't, just don't look at my likes because my likes get a little interesting at times. I, I, I just like some really weird things at times. <laughs> don't go do it, bro. It's weird. Um, um well, man, I mean, you know what I'm gonna do now. Yeah, I know. I just, I just, I just poked the bear on it, so that's fine. Um, really quick, in other news, I'm moving in 25 days, so we'll actually have a real recording studio in about a month, which will be really nice to have finally. Let's- let's go man i'm excited um so that'll be good yeah most definitely but uh 
yeah, like I said, guys, if you like what you're listening to, tell your friends. If not, hit us up on Twitter. Give us some ideas to talk about because once all this stuff slows down, I mean, Rockies are out of contention. Broncos only play once a week. And, I mean, we can't spend an hour-long podcast on the Broncos. I know I'll go crazy if I try to do that. Um, and, and the Rockies well, are just rocking right now, so it's pretty normal. Yeah, man. After that hot start, they just, you know, went full Colorado Rocky on us. That's pretty much what we've come to expect anymore. But We should, uh, we should, we should do a, a Rockies podcast actually pretty soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do I a season. I touched on them in a we'll, little bit. But we'll do a season really wrap-up. We'll do a season yeah. wrap-up on them. Um, but, yeah. Guys, once again, thanks for listening. I know this has been a very long podcast. Uh, you guys have sat through over 20-plus episodes. It's, that's a lot, I know. Uh, the two-hour first episode, and then we start cutting it back, and now we're up to doing these hour-long episodes again. But uh, once again, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, if you guys, like we said, if you guys love what you listen to, tell a friend, reach out, let us know that, hey, you guys are doing a great job. We always love hearing uh, the good and the bad from our episodes. I mean, I get some bad stuff all the time from people, so... Yeah. doesn't it doesn't it's, hurt it doesn't it doesn't hurt i mean we, we love getting the criticism because we'd much rather hear what we can do better than continue to do things wrong because that's just gonna make the quality bad but anyways thanks again for listening uh we look forward to talking to you guys hopefully not after game five because that will be a a eulogy um hopefully after maybe game six looking into game seven uh guys this just for the rest of the week call your parents call your mom call your dad say hi touch base with them all right Tell someone you love them, family, dog, one of your friends, someone at work, whoever. doesn't matter. Just tell someone. In this world right now, we all need a little bit more love and a little more compassion for each other. So uh, let's all just kind of work on that. I mean, obviously, if you got a spouse, tell them you love them. But that's just kind of a given at this point. But, yeah. Hey, guys. Again, we appreciate it. You've been listening to the Mile High Planet Podcast. And we'll catch you later on. Family home for the holidays. I'm in the studio cooking up music because I know I never got time to waste. This is a decision I gotta make. Made it here, I can't stop now. Had to make what I got now. This the life I chose. Seen the highs and lows. I've been getting what I want now. Middle finger to the middle. Deep underground, the Jelly Belly Factory, BB is in her secret laboratory creating the weird and wild flavors of Bean Boozled. I've done it again. Is it cappuccino or liver and onions? <laughs> Dare to compare. Bean Boozled, 6th edition. Are you brave enough?